Because this morning, Jacob was supposed to preach. Yeah, I know. You're left with me. I'm sorry. Uh, But that's okay, because now he owes me. And he's really good at paying off his debts. Kind of. Maybe to you. Let's move on. But this morning, we're going to talk about the big Y-E-S. Isn't that an awesome word? How many of you guys like yes? How many of you like saying yes? How many of you say maybe a lot? How many of you say, I'll think about it? How many of you say, well, well, I'll even pray about it? (laughs) Yeah. How many of you just say yes? I mean, really, just yes. How many of you say yes and then say, I'm sorry I said yes? (laughs) I know, it's a big word, huh? It's a big word. How many of you like to say yes for other people? How many of you get involunteered by other people? How many of you guys give out my cell phone number? (laughs) I knew there was at least one or two. It's a big word, right? And it's one of yes and no are words that we, you know, learn very early in age, right? Um, I used to teach my kids to go like this instead of no, like this, you know, like this. And then you, you know, um, you know, they're just two words that you learn. Yes and no, right? You know, and throughout the day, you know, uh, you say yes and no quite often throughout the whole day. Um, you know, you, you have an alarm that you have go off and you, you kind of say yes to it depending on how many times you hit the snooze button. <laughs> right? Yes, I will get up in five, you know, or things like that. Or, you know, you decide to not take the freeway. Yes, I'm going to take the side streets because I'm so tired of construction and looking at orange barrels. I got an amen there, yeah. I'm not going down this road, I'm going down this road. And no, I will not stay one microsecond after five when I'm supposed to go home. Right? But when you think about it, we all have to make many choices every day. All of us. We make many choices every day. And if you're in, in the, the, uh, where you uh, interact with people all the time, or service industry where you're always in a social environment, you're constantly saying yes or no to something. Constantly. But when you also think about that, we're also, uh, every day, have to make decisions to say yes or no to Jesus. Every day. Every day. I know that sometimes because you said the big yes in the beginning, the big yes, yes, I will follow you. Yes, I want you to come and be my Savior and restore my life. Yes, the big yes. That sometimes we just feel like because we made the big yes, the little yeses, you know, are kind of up to us. And, uh, you know, I I get that. But the truth be told, if we're going to be honest, we say no to Jesus quite often, don't we? 
Quite often we say no to Jesus. You know, you get that thought. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not taking that risk. No, I'm not going to go across the street. No, I'm not going to make this call. But I'll pray. But we say no to Jesus quite often. And in spite of our saying no, and then there's times when we do say yes, I want, you know, I'm, we don't want to leave, leave us hanging on the hook. Um, in spite of that, in spite of that, Jesus is focused on our lives. In spite of that, his unconditional love still comes after us. In spite of us saying no, he's going, I'm with you. I'm here for you. I love you. I care for you. You are my, my, my special child. I have formed you. I have fashioned you. How great my thoughts are towards you. But, in saying that, I think, the, I think that you and I need to learn how to say yes more often to Jesus. I think that uh, there's a, a step of faith that where we, we need to enter into of that, of that awesome relationship of coming into that place where we say, you know, not my will, but yours be done. Where we identify with you know, John the Baptist, the, the one that went before Jesus and said, I must decrease and he must increase. That place where, where, where Peter would say to Jesus, where will I go? You have the words of life. I want to say yes to you. You are the Messiah. That, that place where we're so passionately in love with him that it... It's hard to say no to Jesus. See, saying no to Jesus needs to be hard. It needs to be hard. And just a quick little testimony in my own personal journey. Recently, you know, I got some really great news that created a tremendous fear in my life. Tremendous fear in my life. And I sat down with Jesus and I said, what about this? What about this? And we worked it out. We worked it out. And I said, Lord, thank you. I'm, I said, yes. Yes. After all, saying yes to God usually means, you know, saying no to ourselves, right? Isn't that really? Most of the time, it means... Uh, yielding ourselves. We're saying, we're, we're, we're taking ourselves and we're saying no to us and yes to him. Most of the time, that's the equation. That's really what's taking place. And isn't that hard? Don't you like to say yes to yourself? Oh, you guys. Preach it, brother. Somebody just preach it, brother. You got, you got my number, right? You're, you're, you're too close to home. All right. But he, lo- like I said earlier, he loves us just the same. You know, Jesus called us, he said in Mark, he says, if anybody wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way. Now, this is the Bible. This is the everlasting word. 
It will last longer than you and I. And it says, give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. And you go, well, what does that mean? That means you take yourself with you and follow Jesus. As you say, I am choosing to say no to myself. Just putting it in simpler terms. I'm choosing to say no to myself and yes to him. Actually, as we go on, it says in Matthew, which takes it a little bit further, it says, if you want to be my followers, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. If you try to hang on to it. So could it be, just could it be if you say no to yourself, you're not hanging on to it? If you deny yourself, you're not hanging on and you're and you're and you're you're clenching to something greater. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. I love what the uh, the language that the desert fathers and mothers uh, say. You will save it. When Jesus says you are saved, the the ancient de- desert mother and fathers would say, finding your true self. Which means this, simply means this. Finding the self that God has created you to be. That's what that means. Find it. Behold, all things are made new. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's all they're saying. They're saying, finding who you're meant to be in Christ. This might sound next impossible, but remember, Jesus called ordinary people like you and I. Right? This, this common folk like us to live extraordinary lives. To live that fuller life. That complete life that we find in Him. And by saying yes, we begin to discover those things that God has laid out before us. By saying yes, we begin to discover well, how he fashioned and molded us. And as John always said, how do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. You take the risk to trust Jesus. Which is normally the biggest issue. Can I trust Jesus? It's safe. You, you, we think it's safer to trust ourselves, don't we? Well, I'm telling you, left to myself, I've made a big mess in my life. And thank you, Lord, for... In spite of me, you've helped direct me in a few good times that I've said yes. But we have, you know, think of some of the, the examples of the Bible. I'm, I'm going to give out a few, and, and you can, on your own, do some research. But think of Noah. Think of Noah, who God called him to, to build this boat to save humanity. Or Abraham, who was invited... To put his son on the altar and, and give him to God. And he did it. And that, that's a tough call, right? <laughs> Just to go that far. I mean, there's a parent's <laughs> thinking about it. But he did it. Moses. And, you know, and Manira a couple of weeks ago talked about Moses. It might have been a slow yes. Hello. 
It might have been a slow, they had a little dialogue taking place. I, I relate to Moses, trust me. And you said, what? <laughs> no, you need to talk to that guy over there because I am not the guy. I said that, pastoring the church. I said that. The Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and says, Lord, uh, I'm taking Peter Eirich to Eastern Europe and I want you to take the church. I said, not so, Lord. No way, Jose. Nine. Nada. What other language? I'll learn some more. No. Well, here I am. Here I am. And Peter went to the Eastern Europe. I mean, he just woke me up and started telling me how life was going to go. And I said, no! That's, that's that selfish part right there. I'm just kind of giving a thing there. No! Mary! We'll, we'll, you know, we're entering into the Christmas season and Mary, who said yes to the angel to carry, to carry the Savior of the world. Yes? The disciples left everything. I mean, dropped. I mean, they didn't even think about it. Now, I could not see myself, myself doing this, out there building a house. Hey, Daryl, drop your hammer. Come follow me. Well, who in the heck are you? Hey, it's lunchtime. Let's talk about it. What do I get out of the deal, right? I mean, can, can, can you see yourself doing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, but they did. I mean... I sit there and think about that a lot when I read the scripture. I think about that. I'm going, there must have been something going, you know, you're talking the presence of God is walking the earth. There must have been that leap in their heart that said, okay, I'm in. That leap in that heart. Just, did you feel it like this morning? I, I know Terry referred to it, but, but, you know, we prayed this morning. We prayed in here as the worship team and some other people. We came in here and we prayed. And we said, Lord, we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. And I thought, God did that. We just want to, you know, that's a life, lifestyle. Paul! You guys remember Paul? Started out as a legalistic Pharisee named Saul. And got the right to go and persecute uh, the Jesus followers, known as the way. He got the right to go persecute them. And, uh, and he was very zealous. Actually did a pretty good job. You know, he was there as he was watching, you know, Stephen getting stoned. He was there going, this is what we need to do to all of them. And I'll be the leader. But then when he was faced with the truth of who Jesus was, what did he do? What do you want from me, Lord? Now that's, a good, that's a good answer, by the way, when God comes knocking at your door. What do you want from me? Right? These people weren't superheroes. They were like you and I, Right? They were like you and I. They're, you know, Noah's just trying to raise his family, you know, trying to, trying to serve God and had this relationship with him. <clears throat> I want you to build this ark. Say, what? You know, I mean, it's just, just normal people. They weren't superheroes. They, you know, you know they, they, they had influence. God gave them influence. But they started out by saying yes. They were normal. 
They were people that struggled with life like you and I do. They were people that had to make choices every day. They were people that were in the trenches like you and I are in the trenches. And maybe, maybe you're struggling right now. Well, these, these people were like that also. So the big question is, what does saying yes to God give us? Right? At the bottom, what is, what's saying yes that God giving, gives us? What, what is saying yes? Well, first of all, it's saying I trust you. I believe in you. You gave it all, and you gave it all to me. And by saying yes to you, you're saying, I want that fuller, more complete life in you. And there's no way of getting it by saying no. Now, if somebody knows how to get there by saying no, please let me know right now. Because we need to chat, because I'm, the yes thing is really hard. It is. I'm just being honest. There is no no. And I think many of us, if not, and some of you might be on, on your journey right now where, where, you're, where you're trying to discover what life's all about and you're, you're trying to discover is, is Jesus, is Jesus, what he offers, is it real? But I do know this. I do know where I was. I do, I do know where I am today. And there is no way I would be where I'm at today without saying yes to Jesus. And for many of us that have walked and lived in this room, <laughs> for many of us that have walked life for a number of years, we'll sit there and go, I, I relate to that statement. Right? Right. So, with that being said, wait a minute, I don't want to go there yet. Let's go here. I'll go back to that. I want to introduce to you Mr. John Moore. Now, I thought, you know, um, I thought about saying yes, and then I thought about, I was thinking, you know, what we need is somebody, a patriarch like John and Betty. Somebody old. Somebody that's been through the trenches and and has... um, been through and a lot of different challenges. Mo- many of you don't know this, but John has two degrees, um, and uh, I'll let he can tell you his own story. But my my real question for John would be, what are some of the highlights in your life that saying yes has cultivated um, the reality of what Christ does for us? Well, the pair is it on? To paraphrase Matthew sixteen twenty four, saying yes to Jesus is actually saying yes to yourself, because following Jesus is the only. It's the only sensible thing to do. And if you have any fourth 
thought at all, you're going to say yes to Jesus. And making saying the big yes to Jesus actually makes all the small yeses a lot easier. Now, I said yes to Jesus almost 40 years, 45 years ago, and basically what I said was, whatever you do, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do, period. It was the only condition I made. Now, I haven't been successful all those years, but that has never changed. The oath has never changed. My performance of that oath has probably failed quite a few times, but I don't, I don't know specifically. Looking in hindsight, I can see where relationally I said no to Jesus because I jumped out before uh, and started acting before uh, my mind was engaged. I wish I had Mother Teresa's testimony, never having said no to Jesus. But I'm not there. But I've tried. Uh, to my knowledge, I haven't purposely said no to Jesus. So, um, John, with all of your experience and the wealth of it, your, you know, your failures and your successes, if there's a few things that you would say to this upcoming generation or watermarks that you found to be just, you know, uh, truths that are unshakable, what would that, what would some of those be? Well, I want to get kind of specific here, and I know I'm going to hit a topic that has been near and dear to me. When I was 28 years old, I had accumulated or amassed debts for which I was unprepared uh, to have and certainly was unprepared to manage. And over the last 43 years, I've come to the conclusion, and I believe it's a truism, God owns the 100% and he will hold us accountable for how we used the 100% and not just what we returned for him. Uh, I may get in trouble here. I, I really don't believe in the tithe because I think that sets a false uh, ceiling. Uh, I think that you return to God what he tells you to return to him and after a few years of following him, if that isn't more than 10%, then something's wrong. So what is true, I believe that finances is, a, is one of the most basic things that people fail to understand, uh, and I think it keeps them from following Jesus. Um, you know, Betty and I, every, every step of the way, we, we have every major decision in our life and some minor decisions, we've, we've sought the Lord. I mean, that's why we're in Utah. We were happily planted in, um, in Louisiana, we met at LSU, and I had my sights set on Destin, Florida. And we began to pray, and within 48 hours, we came to the same conclusion, let's go to Utah. <laughs> my first re I was offered a job in Utah, my first reaction was, Utah? Why would anyone go there? <laughs> um, but we came to the same conclusion within 48 hours, and and uh, here we are, and we love it. We wouldn't, we've been here 31 years now, and I uh, wouldn't change a thing. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, and, and just the, the idea of your longevity, where were some of the um, uh, 
core values that you had uh, that, that you believe that were not only um, kingdom truths, but also uh, turned out to be just a real blessing for you and Betty and your family? I mean, our whole life has been a decision to follow Jesus. And uh, I can't say that uh, Betty's been perfect, but I haven't. <laughs> Most of you would agree with that. But uh, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine where I would be today if it weren't for Jesus. Uh, I mean, going back to school at 36 and graduating with a double degree at 40, that, that was a major life decision for us, for us. And I say for us because she had to suffer with it as well as me. And, but it was worth it because it got us to Utah. Um, I can just tell you that there is absolutely no life that I would want without Jesus. And I, you know, some people look at my life, and you don't know it all, and I'm not going to go into any of it, but some people say, you've had a hard life, and I'm thinking, what? I haven't had a hard life. Life following Jesus has been the most glorious thing that we've ever done. And uh, I have I have no uh, qualms about it. I have no, uh, uh, I mean, every decision that we have made has been hopefully advancing the kingdom of God. Uh, I don't know how successful we've been at it, but when we make a major decision, it's always, you know, what does Jesus say about this? Mm. So, uh, we answered the big yes, and uh, don't intend to go back on it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was Betty and I were talking a few days ago, and I asked you a question. I said, "Do you think our faith would hold up under pain, extreme pain? We don't know. I would hope that the yes that we I said forty three years ago, and the yeses that I give every day." would mean that I would, but I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not in the same boat. And uh, Betty reminded me of what a friend of hers said. She says, you know, Jesus will give you the ticket when you get on the train. So you, with the faith I have today, stand and keep me safe? I don't know. But if I enter into that season where pain is a reality, then I have to believe that God would honor that. So just um, one last kind of question. How important, this is kind of a leading question, but I, I really want, would like, it is a leading question. Um, how uh, important has the community been to you and Betty and your family? Oh, uh, you know, the, the community is, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's paramount. I mean, you know, Hebrews... Uh, Ten talks about don't forsake the siblings together, and we've taken that seriously. We, even when we had a house church of of, of about twenty five or thirty people, we were still assembled together. Um, and I, I think it. I don't know how you do it alone. I don't know how other people would do it alone, but for us, we uh, we started helped start a vineyard in Baton Rouge uh, in nineteen eighty five. And so uh, that's been our community for 33 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, the community, it's where you get your support. I, how do you, most of us don't get spiritual support from our families. 
or at least not the kind that we need. If you're sitting here today, then this is your community, and this is uh, these are the people that will love you and care for you, and these are the people that hopefully will tell you the truth. Um, nobody likes confrontation, but some people need it. Are you saying some people are better at it than others? Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a, there's a scripture that says, speak the truth in love. And sometimes when we would speak the truth, somebody says, well, I don't feel the love. Well, when you're being confronted, nobody feels the love. So I think it's the responsibility of the hearer to say, okay, when somebody gives me criticism, it's my responsibility to receive it in love. Because love isn't always received or felt. Yeah. confrontation yeah. yeah the community it's essential yeah. uh, trying to go it alone i'm not going to say that you can't but um, you've chosen the harder road and basically i i don't i don't think you've said yes to jesus if you're trying to do it alone mm. oh that's a good word yeah well thank you <laughs> thank you john amen so um, yeah. <clears throat> Let's have the worship team come forward. So Jesus said this, but, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. That's a yes scripture. Putting the things that God's given, giving our, our gifts, our talents, our, 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 our substance, and saying yes to God. And you might say, well, my, my encouragement to you, to all of us, is this say yes to Jesus. On that, on, on the, on, on that daily, the daily basis. Because there's many small things that Jesus invites us into. And I can guarantee you that as he invites us into something, he's standing there going, i really like for them to say yes to this. And you and I, you and I, by saying yes to Jesus are the benefactors. Sometimes it feels like, you know, somebody else is going to be the benefactor. No matter what, we're always the benefactor. Always. We're, we are always the benefactor. So as we, uh, as we um, sing this last worship song, I'm going to invite our ministry team to come forward. I'm going to take a little turn here. Um, Lisa and I hosted a pastor's retreat this <clears throat> last couple of days. Um, we, we, uh, uh, there's five vineyards in our area that we work with, including us. There's just five total. And we just had you know, just a retreat, and it went really well. It was just a really great time together. And then through that process, as God was just stirring some things up in my heart this morning, I realized that um, at least, and, and there was a, really a lot of prophetic ministry going on. 
And um, and one of my gifts is I'm I'm very uh, that's a gift I have, and I don't really cultivate it as much as I should. Um, and um, but in saying that, what well, this is what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, is I believe that God has called us to be a prophetic people, a prophetic community, a healing community. A, 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 that is the whole reason that God calls us Oasis. It is a place where there is a place of peace, a place of rest, a place of restoration, a place of healing, a place of being restored, a place of being energized, a place of, uh, uh, of being filled. And all of those things, the gift mix, God's given us here to make that work. To, to, to follow in that. And in that is also the idea of being a, a people of serving others. It's a really important part of being an oasis. And just simply, the, the, the dialogue of being an oasis is a place of, of rest, restoration in a desert. In other words, from point A to point B, point Oasis, right here, it's dry, hard, difficult, but once you get there, you're underneath the tree. You're eating the fruit of that oasis. You're drinking the refreshment of that oasis. You're drinking from the well of life from that oasis. Life, and life is everything in between. That's what we've been called to do. And I just felt like by the Spirit of the Lord, the Lord said, Daryl, I want you guys to lean into it. Lean into it. Embrace it. And so as the beginning of the year, we're going to be beginning to put vision to that. And I don't, I'm not saying we haven't been putting vision. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to put it, caps, capture it in a, in a paragraph. And it means saying yes to Jesus. That's what it means. That invitation, we want to be the oasis you called us to be. We want to be that place of restoration. We want to be that place of healing. We want to be that people that come and give an encouraging word. Because that's what the prophetic is. You're here, but God wants you to take you here. And this is what he says about it. And stepping out and taking the rest to do that. I wish I had Mother Teresa. And he also wants us, and this is very important. We'll, we're going to, first a year we'll start talking. But he also, this is very, very important. He wants us to be a people of prayer. Not in thought, but in prayer. <laughs> I got a believer! Bob will help lead. Anyways, he does. He does want to say, and we need to unpack that. What does that mean? What does that mean for us? You know what I mean? I know what it means for different groups and different movements and different ideology, but what does it mean for us? We need to discover that together. And it's a renewal for us. It's a renewal for us. So all that to say, good things are coming our way. Good things are coming our way. Amen. Oh, yeah, and I'm supposed to take an offering. Forgot. 
<laughs> I want to say thank you for those of you that, like John said, have said yes. That have said yes to, to, to God with your finances. I just want to say thank you. And I want, to, I want to encourage those of you that are trying to work it out. God will give you a plan. God will give you a plan. Trust me. God will give you a plan. You return to God what he tells you to return to him. And after a few years of following him, if that isn't more than 10%, then something's wrong. So as we worship, as we uh, lead into, lean into this song, come up and we want to pray for, we want to pray for you, especially if you're um, struggling uh, with some issues. If you, if you have a uh, uh, physical problem, please. I, I think that the heart of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit is here for, to touch physically, for healing physically. Not, maybe you're, you're being challenged. Um, we're nightmares. Those of you who are struggling with nightmares. And one, for sure, that is dealing with ongoing nightmare. Ongoing. Same one. Over and over and over again. And you wake up uh, out of your sleep in a cold sweat. Fear through that nightmare. God wants God wants to wants to deliver you of that this morning. I was offered a job. So stand with me, if you please. Why would anyone go there? But we came to the same conclusion within 48 hours. Thank you, Lord. And here we are, and we love it. We've been here 31 years now, and wouldn't change a thing. What else? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Ask, Lord, that you would help us. There's life in that word. Yes, there's life. So as we enter into this Thanksgiving weeks, begin to stir in our hearts the things that we should, can be thankful for. And I just, I just say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, release those, those, uh, the gifts in the in our midst, the, those gifts of encouragement, the speaking forth of what God has for others. Release the dreams of your kingdom in our midst. What you desire to do with this, this small this little community right here, Lord, that what we might we might have small hands, but a great God. Release those things. And we thank you for your healing presence, even now as we stand here. We thank you for your healing presence. Life following Jesus has been the most glorious thing that we've ever done. Lord, we ask these things in, in the name of the Father, and the Son, Jesus, and in the Holy Spirit. We say these things together in the powerful name of Jesus, and as a community we say, Amen. 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 I believe that for each and every one of you, each and every one of us, God has something very special for each and every one of us this week. Something very unique and very special. I look forward to hearing from you about what God has done. God bless you. Amen.